to act like Paul's main thing was to not debate is ridiculous because Paul's main ministry was to go into the public sphere, starting off in an area and debate in the literal public sphere. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast, where if the shoe fits, you wear it. And if the truth hurts, you bear it. I am Justin Gruber. And I am Jesse Gruber. And today we hope you will seize seize the the faith. Welcome to another episode of the Carpe Fide podcast. This is episode 132, Jess, I've been told. Informed by someone who knows. Yes, it is not 131. That was last week. Yes. So, uh, episode 132, we're going to pick up our discussion here where we left off, um, kind of walking through this breakout interview uh, with Owen Strand on. G3 Live. Owen, that's right, G3 Live. John Root. Where John Root is discussing with Owen Strand. Don't do it anymore. Uh, about uh, kinism, Christian nationalism, kind of trying to parse the social media posts and responses to some things and thoughts uh, from Owen. And uh, we left off, we kind of got through most of the uh, the talk here, well at least <laughs> we got through half of the talk more or less, um, and uh, we had we had just left off, uh, for those of you who, do, who remember last week's episode, we had just left off uh, at about <clears throat> 13 and a half minutes here. Uh, talking about how uh, there's this focus on law-based Christianity um, and Owen viewing law-based Christianity as people thinking that we can establish Christianity by making laws, uh, which is not, you know, necessarily what I was what I was contending for is actually a mainstream thought. Rather, uh, Christians that want to make righteous laws want righteousness to rule in the land because righteous laws lead to right morality as opposed to unrighteous laws, which lead to immorality. <laughs> But anyway, yes, uh, hardship. People that I people that I'm I roll with y'all that want to see righteous laws enacted uh, don't uh, necessarily in any way. What accent that, was that? What were you trying to do, y'all? I don't know. I'm doing like a Will Smith. I don't know. Will Smith's keep, not Southern. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I don't know. I don't know. I was doing something. No. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Yikes. Um, <laughs> just viewing uh, the reality that righteous laws, uh, righteous Christian laws do not actually in any way make people Christian. That's not a thought that I've ever had come up in discussion. Like, ah, yes, if we make these laws, then people will be Christian. Rather, it simply means that the the laws will be righteous, leading people to be informed of what righteousness truly is, is really the goal. But anyway, that's where we left off. We're going to pick up the discussion now, moving into Yes, that's what normal Christians believe. Yes. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) Actual Christians, perhaps. Well, there are probably some trolls that Owens had to smack down on the old X-Files. Um, sure, but but uh, they're the, but again, in reality, in <laughs> real again, life, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste time that God's given me on that because that's not where I see the churches, my our church particularly, needing need to grow uh, and be formed. Nor do I see that as something that the culture largely is running to, um, as a whole. Like this is not a, a mainstream thought. Um, or even a mainstream evangelical thought. Nonetheless... All right, all right. I, I, I can't get over this, the accent thing. So I, I'm going to try one. I'm going to try something. And you, you let me know what famous actor you think I am. Okay. Hey, guys. We're going to talk about Christian nationalism today. <laughs> Silence is never good for a podcast. I got nothing, Jess. It was Robin Williams. That was Robin Williams. That's how bad yours was. All right. Um, and so we can, we can start. Good morning, Vietnam. 
I'm all right. Now we're doing Robin Williams. All right, moving off of Robin Williams. Yeah. Side. Okay. So uh, we're starting at about uh, 13 minutes and 50 seconds here with um, yes. the ne- this next segment. <laughs> yep. Good. Great job. The next clip that we're going to do from this link in the Wilson. show notes. Link in the show notes. Don't mess that up, Jazzy. Link in the show link notes. Link in the show notes. Uh, 13 minutes, 50 seconds on um, suffer. Just suffering well. Just have faith. People are being pulled away from New Testament imperatives including to simply have faith and to suffer for Christ because the times are so dark in Canada, America, and beyond that people are almost like the trusting Christ by faith thing isn't getting it done. We need something stronger. We've got to take this back. You don't understand. It's spiraling out of control. I don't demean those people. It does feel that way. But that doesn't mean we shift, I would argue, out of the mission of the church to make disciples and and now try to Christianize society. I do not think we are called to do that. I think we are called to do the harder thing. Sorry, I'm going on here. We do the harder thing of having faith, suffering for Christ, standing for righteousness. And honestly, my sister and her husband gave us a great example of that Mm -hmm. last few years, by God's grace. A few of the... Yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm glad he clarified that. I thought that we should stop discipling, stop suffering well, and stop having faith because I think I'm a Christian nationalist. So. I be- there's, a, there's a real problem here um, that I, I'm, I have with this, some of these statements. And this is, again, not that I'm in any You want to do a podcast on it? Yeah, let's do a podcast on it. Not that I'm in any way smarter. Uh, this is not like, oh, I'm smarter than Owen Strand or Owen Strand. Neither wrong, of or, us are smarter. That's he has read thing. more books than we have. That's not a thing that we're trying to say here but practically speaking um trusting christ by faith means you do things like there's activity behind it trusting christ by faith is not simply suffering certainly at times it will be suffering and you suffer well for christ and you pray that that god would give you the faith to walk through times of suffering but but like the imperative to suffer well with christ is implicit in the reality that that faith divides like christ has has brought a, a sword amongst families there's there's suffering that will take place that means just because you're boldly standing on your christian faith and you're moving forward and you're taking action against sin and unrighteousness and evil like there's a reality to the reason why you'll be suffering for your faith the reason we don't suffer for our faith is because everybody in christianity just sits back on their laurels and doesn't do anything christ promises that we will be persecuted we will be we will be hated for our faith and yet here we're having this conversation like well we should just suffer well well, you know what? Before you do suffer, before you suffer well, you're gonna have to do something, Owen. You're gonna have yeah. to actually engage in trying to affect change in the culture for the sake of Christ, for the kingdom of God. Yeah, I mean, for the for anyone who has ever listened to us or has done anything remotely close to our ministry, knows that we know that suffering well is a is 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 a New Testament biblical imperative. I mean, it's it's all throughout the New Testament. <clears throat> so obviously he's right. But, you know, I mean, we're not going to say the super obvious thing in some type of veiled attempt to mischaracterize the other person's position. But that seems to be what's going on here. Yeah, cause like, I, 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 I don't find the people, at least not, not that I follow, not the types of Christian nationalists I follow, I don't find them to be terribly anxiety-ridden people who are overly concerned about the way the culture is, as if it's spiraling out of control and God's not sovereign. 
I, I don't find that to be the case. They seem to be some of the most jolly, joyful, and engaged people th that I follow, generally. These are street preachers. These are uh, book publishers and hymn writers. and People I mean, making funny songs to yeah. attack culture. Yeah. These people are people with fire. You know, they grab flamethrowers and burn down Disney statues, right. stuff. You know, like, you know. Yeah, they're running for political office and pastoring a church. You and know, stuff like this. Raising families. I mean, like, I, I don't find that caricature to be true. Ironically, I find the character that caricature to be true of, of other demographics of Christians, but they wouldn't be the Christian nationalist Christians, at least not the ones that I follow. Also, Aaron and, and James are literally there that you're holding up as some sort of icon in this moment because they stood up to tyrannical overreach and unrighteous laws. They they pushed back on the culture. They did what a Christian is supposed to do, standing up for righteousness over unrighteousness. Like we we are called to suffer we are called to suffer well because this world is riddled with sin but but when you have a world or when you have a, a nation or even just say a local municipality that that creates and upholds and enacts righteous laws laws patterned after god and his word and his righteousness you don't have that suffering you don't have that persecution you have peace good laws bring peace to good to to doers of righteousness this just this just makes sense I, I just don't know why we are conflating all of these things as and uh, why we're trying to pretend like um, living by faith um, suffering well and you know desiring to see um, a, a Christian nation I don't know why these things are are like exclusive in some way right they're actually connected and I think it Jesse what what the, the cultural thread you're pulling on there is because in some way we have allowed the cultural's view of peace which is just don't have just don't create problems have no problems don't have anything where there would be some sort of antagonist or would be some sort of you know protagonist there would there would be you know just peace by not addressing any issues <laughs> we don't address anything and so there's peace right just complete avoidance but that's not how you have true peace in fact, you have true peace by dealing and confronting evil, sin, and death, looking it right in the eye and smacking it with the truth of God. That's how you have true peace. It's funny because as, as I was <laughs> getting ready for, you know, hopefully an upcoming episode dealing with, you know, you know, mass shootings, gun violence, what Christian's responses should be in that. I was just kind of going through some of Preston Sprinkles, which, by the way, that guy's name, I can't what do is, it. What, is, what kind of name? <laughs> Don't speak to that man. It is a silly name. It is a silly place. It is a silly, a silly name. name. Uh, Preston Sprinkle has a, bo had a, has a book um, that came out several like a bunch of years ago uh, f called Fight, A Christian Case for Nonviolence. And one of his things is that... What kind of title is that? Okay. You know, one thing at a time. Sorry. Times were easy back in 2013. Um, <laughs> one of the, his points was that we should have peace. Uh, everyone agrees that we should have peace, but there's a reality to how you have peace. Uh, I've found that one of the most, uh, you know, visceral and, um, you know, just hard uh, things to do is to find peace with God because it comes through us having to die to ourselves. <laughs> like, we must put ourselves to death so that we can become alive in Christ. Like peace is peace happens oftentimes out of a, a great uh, conflagration. There is a, a big battle that takes place for peace to avail itself for there are enemies of peace all around us. So it's just this whole concept. Um, yeah. The broad brushstrokes painted for, for, you know, people just don't, 
they don't see faith as enough anymore. And I'm saying, you know what? Faith without faith without works is dead, man. Like we have to engage in this stuff. Um, and again, this is not to say that Owen Strand hasn't engaged with with stuff, right? Because so he has many times. I don't it's think just, that Owen's just sitting in his prayer closet. It's just doing again nothing. this weird take on this, where there's a group of men that are not engaging with the larger dialogue of people who are doing the work, and they're standing on these platforms, quite literally here, sitting on these platforms, grandstanding on these platforms, and and they're they're not engaging with the truth and the reality of these these men who are warring and fighting in culture. And yes, they're pushing it back against the strongholds of evil in high places. And, and I'm, I'm thankful to God for them. And I think if we could just sit down and have a large conversation, maybe um, without or any conversation, building straw men that we're lighting on fire, you know, uh, you know, then, then maybe we would begin to make, make some progress there. Yep. And we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that topic. Yeah, I would like to know why it's harder. I, I do. I, this whole, this whole, why is what, why, what's cause he, he said it's literally, you know, this is the hard thing to do to, to stand on faith and, and to suffer well. And it's like, yeah, sure. What do you mean by this whole standing on faith? Like these men are standing on faith too. It's you, you can't, you can't set up a dichotomy. That's a false dichotomy and attack it as if it's going, as if it brings some sort of conclusion, you know, what's hard to do. It's hard to attack the secular ideas with the righteousness of God um, and and seek to affect change in the culture. That's really hard to do. And those men are standing in faith and doing it. And many of them do suffer, albeit by man's perspective, they do suffer for for taking these stands and making these statements and walking this way. Anyway, I'll I'll, I'll stop. Yeah. Um, Alrighty. So, um, yes, we're going to get into a bit of irony with this next clip mission of the church. It is not the case that if you're uh, a preacher or a theologian, then you go by the Bible. But if you're in political philosophy or politics, you leave the Bible behind and you just kind of pull from history and philosophy and a little bit of Scripture. No. See, it's wrong from the start. His work has the wrong foundation. The foundation of anything we do has to be the Word of God. Now, some discipline. Now he, amen. He, a, amen. He, he's trying to attack Stephen Wolf there. Um, you know, he, it, Stephen Wolf is very, as someone to, who, have, who has gotten through halfway through the introduction of his book, it is a very long introduction. You're like, geez, just the introduction? Uh-huh. Hey, hey, wait a second. That's impressive. You know, <laughs> listen, have you seen the book? It's a thickums. Um, you know, he's very careful to say what he is and what he's not. He's... He, Stephen Wolf doesn't view himself as a theologian. He doesn't view himself as a as a pastor. He doesn't view himself as these things, but he views himself as as a political theorist, as someone who understands these these other things, and as he brings scripture to that, marries those understandings. But but he does not come from a position where he would want to call himself a theologian. Although, as R. C. Sproul rightly notes, everyone's a theologian. Hey, that's a book. Whoa. Um, I doubt he was the first person to say that. Are we plugging Ligonier right now? Kind of, sort of, I guess. Um. <laughs> We don't play by the rules here. That always um, makes me think of the Stephen King's stop novel, the li- some, something years. I forget what it is. Anyway, go ahead. The Three Musketeers. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Um, Legionnaires. Um, anyway, so um, he, he he is going right after Stephen Wolf, and that just goes to show that he knows a little bit of what he's saying. And Stephen Wolf, I don't think, makes the case that we just throw the Bible away because it doesn't seem to be anything that I've ever heard from him. Um, it's not, it's not like Andy Stanley in it over here. Um, 
you know, so I, I don't know if that would count as a mischaracterization of what's going on or just an overgeneralization. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think that that's what, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that that's an entirely fair perspective. Yeah. More than that though. Um, this is the Christian nationalist <laughs> argument, right? That Christian politicians should use the Bible solely as their main text for anything. Like, Iro- ironically. Yes. Uh, um, you know, pastors, some of the streams, yes, you know, do business, do, yes. Bu- bu- you know, business owners, like w- how should we run a business? Open your Bible. How should we, you know, lead a nation? Open your Bible. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's the, we, we can't pretend as if these guys stopped being reform at some point. Sola Scriptura still applies. Yeah. Here. Like that's, that's kind of the irony here from, for me, <laughs> like, Oh yeah, you know, yep. Yep. There it is. That's it. That's correct. Okay. Yes. And amen. Now, why don't we get two people that have that exact same idea together even though they have different nuances in how they should apply it, and then they could talk about it. Oh, what an idea. You know what? I do want to say one more thing. I do want to say that the church um, was never meant to be primarily made up of solely white people. You know, I just wanted to let everybody know that. What? Where's this coming from? Oh, didn't he basically say that? Wasn't that the whole post that he, that he made on the Oh, G- right. But I mean, no. <laughs> oh, you're just saying things that we could also agree on. Y- yes. I, yes. Can agree. I, agree, on, I agree with yes. this as well. You're correct, Jesse. I am glad that we... Verify that. All right. Um, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> Keep that cursor scrolling. All right. Next clip. Man, we are flying through this. It's going to be like a 20 minute episode. Let's go. Um, well, we promised the people we'd finish this. Bloop, bloop, bloop. It's about some of these figures. And so a lot of people have said, why won't you just talk to them? Well, we- ourselves included. We, we say that as well. We have a responsibility <laughs> in the to church them. to be careful with who we platform doesn't mean we don't engage other people, but I would not... Except in this case. <laughs> That's not true. He, 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm stopping also, the clip. I mean, also, okay. I would like to say, uh, chapter verse, like, are we going to do, like, the one instance where, like, which one? Like, you have to be, like, instances where, you know, Paul opposes people to their face, like, those instances, like, <laughs> like give me, give me some helpful reference points here. I mean, I, I hate I hate that, uh, you know, Martin Luther interacted with the Pope and really platformed his ideas. Like, like I mean, like, what, like, what, are, we talk, what are we talking about? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's, that, gotta, great, what's that great creationist debate? Come on. The one with the, the old timey one. The, the one. Uh, I can't think of the guy. What's it long? Kevin Hammond, Bill Nye? No. That's not, <laughs> that's not it. No, he 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 uses. um. Uh, <laughs> My mind is not doing well. I would moment. love to help you. You've shared it with me. It's it's the guy not describing anything. Debating You're... creationism, and he uses um, presuppositional apologetics, and and it's and like, creationism. Yeah, it's fine. Doesn't matter. Just move on. Just get me out of this, please. Okay, Just help me. I hate you so much. I would want to be very careful about who I platform. And if somebody is articulating a vision of the Christian faith that I don't think is sound, I do not have any duty. There is no duty for me to do a formal debate with them or have them on my podcast or something. So, so this idea that there needs to just be a sit down, I understand it. I'm glad for there to be views that are debated. That's good. But there is absolutely no biblical call to me or G3 or something like this to have some kind of formal sit down. Part of Part of the whole conversation is that the side I am on is very concerned about the other side. And 
Ah, here's Owen the politician. Christian one? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. <coughs> no, so this is like this is this is snaky stuff, and this is the stuff I don't like. Um, like he he says he says nowhere is he required to platform these people. He calls it a dangerous ideology, but then on the other hand, he calls them he calls them brothers whom we can have discussions with, like James White. Like who is he talking to? No, he he is being either disingenuous, purposefully um, purposefully vague, which which I don't want to ascribe to him, or or just like completely blindly confusing. Like he's not making any sense, and I think that when we try to prop ourselves up in sound bites we tend to not make sense we don't, we're not as coherent when we when we when we can easily be quoted on twitter we're not terribly coherent and when we have a long form conversation where we're trying to get sound bites it it you lose your consistency and this entire conversation has been completely inconsistent and we've clipped it up and even in the clips even within the clips themselves are not consistent and this is just wildly confusing. How can he love on, work with, um, support James White in, in in this discussion, and say and then call it a dangerous ideology? Who who are you? What kind of Christian nationalist, if there is any, are you actually willing to have an even private conversation with? Well, I mean, we don't know if he's having private conversations. Maybe he is. I mean, actually, I would say if, the, if there are private conversations going on, then this is all the worse. So actually. if he is, he's not having them with any of the people that I follow that have been asking for private conversations mm-hmm. or public conversations. So, I mean, maybe some obscure people, maybe he's not he's not having private conversations with Stephen Wolf. He's not having private conversations with Joel Webb and he's not having private conversations with Dusty Devers. He's not having problems. I mean, like I can list a bunch of people who are like, why isn't he talking to us? Um, whether that's public or private, like. This is like just so yucky, and because it, it devalues the brotherhood in that in that sense. I think. yeah, and we'll get to it later. But like, we will. of course, like yeah, don't we don't want to platform ideas, you know, and debate them, you know, inside of evangelicalism unless what it's woke ideology. Like, huh? I remember we have we have like all sorts of conversations with people that have wrong ideas about woke ideology when we're trying to promote our work and our biblical theological work in that. Owen, but like not now, like not here, not on this conversation. Yeah, I mean, but, we'll get we'll get to another clip where it's like you've engaged with the un- with people that you consider that are unregenerate over over the ideas of homosexuality and and the sexual <laughs> sexual ethics inside the church, and you've had public debates with them, but you won't debate people inside of Christianity, inside of evangelicalism that are having different opinions on certain things than you. Like this doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to me. Like when when the Jude- Judaizers was a huge issue in the early church. And and Paul in Galatia, right? Young, younger, earlier Paul's ministry. I don't say younger, but earlier, early Paul's ministry in Christian. He opposes Peter publicly to his face over his over his Judaizing, and like it's a bad idea. But Paul platformed it. <laughs> so like, was yeah. Paul wrong? I mean, like, like, I don't understand. So like, what what are what is what are our categories here? Is a dangerous ideology sin? Like, like you're willing to call it a dangerous ideology. You're willing to not talk to these people over over this said dangerous ideology. But like, are you willing to are you willing to confront them to their face on it? Like, like what what are we? It's just, it's just so confusing. Well, it's, and here's the here's the this kicker. Is such soundbite 
junk. Like, here's the kicker for me. Like, you remember that? There's those two comedians. It's two white guys. And they do the uh, they do that that sketch well, on YouTube. Be white? Sure. I don't know. They're just two white guys. But one of them is like one of them. That's one of them, they are. One of them plays the part of a of a white supremacist guy, and one of them plays the part of a woke person. And they both. It turns out all of their ideas are the oh, same. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like, that. And that's where I, this is where I go with this. This is where I go to this. Like he doesn't want to debate these ideas because they're dangerous. Because there's some because there's some sort of mono ethnic Christian nationalism. Right? He doesn't want like, to platform them. Right, but yet. Yet the platforming of fighting against the woke, which again, just by that video alone, was shown to be the similar idea. Like they have some of the same end goals here. We're going to platform that just to just, just to tear it down. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like if this is such a dangerous thing, get it out in front of people and show people why it's dangerous. Like the reason for the just reason change the word. I'm not platforming them. I'm confronting them. Or right. And I, the like, reason the reason we have these dialogues is so that you can show that a bad idea is an idea is bad. Like show the idea to be wrong. Right. And well, he 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 think he's he's doing that by having these talks and by writing these Twitter statuses. And yet it he's creates months and, people, months and months and months and months and months and months of consternation among people because there's nothing. No, nothing's getting done. No work's getting done. No clarity to this discussion. And that's a shame because I know he can. I know he can. We all know that he can. We want him to. I just don't know if there's some sort of weird fear because sitting down and having a conversation with somebody like Doug Wilson or Dustin Deaver, Dusty Devers may show there to be a lot more common ground than what he actually highlights, which creates the con, you know, the the consternation and all the dialogue. Absolutely. I mean, I feel even like a if, man like Tom Askell, like he's actually he's a Baptist. I mean, he, my he goodness, is, sit down with Tom Askell. He is a father. He has been a pastor, a faithful pastor for decades sit down with that guy and he's fought he's fought the woke inside of the inside of the, the sbc he's got a cool accent he, he does kind of a cool accent. yeah tom dude tom Askell is such a cool i guy. want him to play like a like in a cowboy movie of some sort oh he, he or at is, least voice some sort of cowboy on a podcast he is like the country gentleman um yeah i don't remember what i was gonna say well I'm this next clip kind of rolls us more into this and that brings up some more probably concerns i have about about what owen's trying to say here so start, this will start us at the uh, 20 minute, 29, 2029. Uh, I'm going to click, but I was yawning. But wow, now the yawn's on the audio. That's so. fantastic. <laughs> All that's right. not great. <laughs> when you are debating somebody that, from what you can tell, from the doctrine they hold, you can't know their heart, but they seem to be a non-Christian, an unbeliever. Mm. There's more of an open door to the gospel in kind of an evangelistic way. Whereas when there's somebody in the church... He's referencing the videos that he did with a progressive gay-affirming, quote-unquote, Christian guy. Correct. Church professes to be of Christ, and they're bringing teaching into the church to some degree uh, that you don't agree with and you don't think is sound. There is absolutely nothing from Paul or Peter or anyone else I can think of in the New Testament that would say, why don't you platform those guys? That'd be a really good idea. Is that how the Apostle Paul treats figures who are unsound? Let me platform Demas. No. Who's unsound is James. I'm sorry. I keep, I'm sorry. Sorry. It's not. Now, that doesn't mean you shut down conversation. It doesn't mean you don't engage them. <laughs> and for me to engage Wolf and Torba and others is, is me paying them a form of respect. I'm taking their views seriously. I'm reading what they're saying, and, and I'm engaging it. But there is no New Testament charge to me to platform teachers that I think are bringing unsound ideas into the church. It's actually the opposite. I should be very careful about how I engage them. I cannot imagine being a man <clears throat> like Dusty Devers, who also has been 
incredibly faithful to his wife, his church, and his calling into ministry. Uh, and to hear that, knowing that, like, you know, he, he's just not willing to engage with the statement on Christian nationalism, and he's not willing to engage with any any of these Reformed Christian brethren on this topic. Sure, Andrew Torba is a bit of a loon. Maybe maybe don't platform him. But you can platform these other Reformed <laughs> brethren. Pretty sure Andrew Torba's like, bro, I'm doing fine, bud. <laughs> Andrew Torba <laughs> doesn't... platform me. Andrew Torba doesn't want to talk to Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, he thinks like, Owen Wilson's gay. <laughs> Owen Strand. Strand. Oh, Owen Strand. Owen Wilson's an actor, dude. I don't think Owen Wilson has any biblical knowledge that I'm aware of. Sometimes he does come off a little gay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Owen Strand or Owen Wilson? You better Owen clarify Wilson. yourself. Wow. Man, alive! Wow, that took a sideways bend that I don't even want to. I don't want to visit visit those dark corners. I wish that All I right. could take some of my words back. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be on the internet I in a couple so, minutes. So tired. Um, it's okay. Nobody listens to this. Yeah, there's a there's a big and I have uh, this is where I have a problem. You're more there's an open gospel door with the regenerate that you're not willing that that is closed with your believing brethren, and this is where I have a real concern because. We are first and foremost, dear Christian, from God's own word, to love the brotherhood. We are to love the church first. That is our call. If we are not loving our brothers and sisters in Christ well, then the love of God is not in us. Those are serious words from John. And we should really do well to remember them. And so I'm going to say this right out now. You're if such you're, a Christian nationalist. Uh, opening yeah. your Bible. I apologize. If you're going to love the person who you are now confessing to, the reason you platform them is because you believe they are unregenerate and believe, although their ideas are incredibly toxic and also definitely infiltrate. Like, if you're going to spend time, spend time there with progressive right. Christianity. Thinking you, you can love Jesus and love your sin at the same time is also an incredibly dangerous ideology that should be repudiated. Yes, and is consistent inside the church and something we need to continually battle all the time, as opposed to, say, you know, mono-ethnic Christian nationalism. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Talk to these brothers and come to the points where you can come into agreement with the scriptures and seek to win your brother where he is an heir of the scripture. That is literally the call of the church all the time. Like, here's the thing. Just all don't, the time. Just don't get in the fight then. Like, look, I'm not going up against John Cooper in a sniper battle. I'm just not. Like, I'm not equipped to handle that fight. I, I don't want to be in that fight. I don't want to address that fight at That's all. That's why I'm glad we're friends with John Cooper. Exactly. <laughs> Always be friends with, with John, John Cooper. Um, you know, so, but like, we, we like, then just stay out. Or 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 don't be so vocal and like throw pot shots at people on Twitter and like tease them like, oh, maybe you'll interact and then not actually like th this is just this. This is childish tomfoolery and it should be repudiated. <laughs> I <Yeah>, like, dissent <laughs> <laughs> like of all the things thus far I talked about. I believe that, that these are just critiques and they're open handed. And this one, though, I feel like starts to take a turn for the biblical like. This is where, like, he's joking around, like, oh, they want me excommunicated earlier, right? Like, that's not how Owen sounds, but you know what I mean. He said that earlier in our Robin previous Wilson. episode. <laughs> that was your Robin that's Wilson. Robin Williams. <laughs> Robin, Robin Williams. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Owen Strand, Owen, Owen Wilson, Strand, Robin Wilson. Wilson, Robin Williams. Oh, my gosh. All right. Gosh. This is not like that. When he was like, <laughs> people are asking him to be excommunicated or churches up and brought. Like, here, I'm, so here I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Biblically, this point is incorrect. This point is wrong. This point is off. There are times 
when Paul, I mean, like, we have to remember, many of the, almost all of the epistles Paul wrote were because he had been in an area and confronted people already. And he's writing the epistles specifically to attack the weak parts that the church is facing inside of those cultural areas, right? The the struggles of spirituality and asceticism in Colossians. He's writing to Corinth and the carnal Christianity that is present there. All these things are the culture that he battled when he was in these places. He's already done the work. That's the reason he knows people's names to say, cast them out so that, that <clears throat> their spirit may be saved, Right turn them over to, he knows these people. He was there. And to act like, to act like Paul's main thing was to not debate is ridiculous because Paul's main ministry was to go into the public sphere, starting off in an area and debate first in the, the tabernacles and temples throughout the, throughout the places where he could find Jews. And then in the literal public sphere, all the way up to the, to the, I'm losing the word that starts with an A. The emperor. Well, yes, the emperor. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, though. Seriously. The Areopagus in Greece. Like, he's going into these public forums and debating the cultural ideas that are present. Oh, heavens. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to reel it in. It's really bad. You can simultaneously denounce Andrew Torva and shake and embrace a man like Dusty Devers in his, in his form of Christian nationalism. You shake, can shake do his hand. both. I mean, you could shake him, but I mean, you could shake his hand. That's <laughs> kind of what Jesse was implying. That's not what like, I meant. I meant not like that Owen Strand should go up to Dusty Devers, who is far taller than him, and shake him. That would be a mistake. I would not do that. Well, I mean, you know, when you've got Owen Robinson and... You oh my know, gosh, just stop it. You're just ridiculous. <laughs> and, and Robin Strand in the same room, you're, <laughs> you know you've made it. No, but seriously, but seriously, and that's the type of stuff we're not, if if Owen can't see that, if he can't delineate between those two separate types of thinking, which ironically he's already done by placing different parts of Christian nationalism in different categories, then like, I don't, I don't know what, I, I just can't, he, he's beyond help. He's beyond help. He even made the categories and then is... Then, then blankets Christian nationalism in in such a way where he's not willing to talk to anybody about it. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. I, I like it's so fresh. These people are professional communicators. These are quote unquote professional Christians who would teach at seminaries and write books. And this is so simple that I don't know why this gets missed. And I think that that's a lot of the frustration in the Christian nationalist camp right now. Why is this so hard? I truly truly don't understand and if someone can please please message us please help me understand i don't want to be frustrated and ultimately i'm not going to be frustrated because the joy of the lord is my strength but um amen you know but like but seriously like this is this is so this is why i say it's like childish like you just get to you get to define your own terms you get to place people in categories and then you get to ignore them like that's just not how the world works it's just not and and like in this Erin Coates, who we love so much, is sitting in the middle, and and her one contribution in this was to take a second and be like, the the world is laughing at us because of these kinds of discussions. We need to, we need to, put these things aside and stop attacking one another. And I understand her 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 purpose in that, and I understand. I mean, obviously, it's a very Canadian perspective, <laughs> but. But when I look at this, I, I say, yes, the world is laughing at us because we are having battles that aren't, aren't, aren't necessary. These are not battles that need to be fought. In fact, the world should look at it and say, oh, these two men disagree. Look, they sat down and had a conversation. 
But what we have is someone attacking something in such general ways and, and, and in such just meme culture without ever actually sitting down and talking to a brother. There, you're more likely to have like cross-aisle engagement over political issues here from people that hate one another than you are to have two Christian, believing Christians sit down and have a conversation instead of one just throwing out hand grenades on Twitter the whole time. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand. The, the, also, I, I do, apart from this, I don't care if the world laughs at me. I don't care what the world thinks. Like, go ahead. Laugh it all off because any discussion that two Christians have is is more important and influential than the garbage the world is dealing with anyway. Like the really important discussions are the ones that are ha- that are had by the people that are trying to seek and worship God rightly. Let's just be honest. So the world is going to laugh no matter what. So laugh it up, world. Yuck it up. It doesn't matter. Christ is real. God is true. He is sovereign. He is ruling and reigning. You should submit to him. Like that, that's it. At the end of the day, I just want to just kind of say that. Sorry. Amen. And the church isn't just white people. <laughs> you keep saying true things. I'm sorry. If I, if I just say true things, that's the problem. That's uh, the problem here. That's yeah, part of the problem. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go to this last little clip here towards the end of the discussion, starting at 29, 20. We'll just let it go on just a little bit here. We're, we're way towards the end here. Scrolling. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You can do it, bud. All right. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, just, right just fine. Um, I said that he was a deep thinker and a gifted writer or something like this. And I said at the beginning of my message, seven reasons why Christian nationalism has caught on. And and in several of those reasons, I commended that side for their clear stance, you know, on manhood or womanhood, for example. So that message hasn't launched yet. It'll release soon. But um, I have not been paid that same charity by tons of people on social media. I have been pretty viciously attacked, and I am actually trying not to do worldly mudslinging. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm trying to even honor Wolf, even as I disagree with him strongly, because he is not my enemy. Um, nonetheless, it's, it's hard to have people call you a snake, or call you effeminate, or call you Rustmore 2.0, or Big Eva, or I don't know what they call me. They can call me whatever they want. President but, of the uh, my prayer for me is that I will state things on social media from time to time, um, and I'll state things more fully as I'm able, but I won't get into back and forth. I won't get into name calling. And um, when I do engage somebody, I'll hopefully even, even try to go out of my way to, to say something about them that might be true, because Wolf is a deep thinker, but not to for their example. Face. So I've said that. Um, a deep anyway, thinker that I would never engage with. Yeah, that I would never want to talk to. And here's 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 my problem. Here's 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 the issue. Insulting someone in our culture could probably look a lot like painting them a racist. <laughs> Just, if you're going to paint with such broad strokes that you label a large swath of your Christian brothers as racist, like, mm, but I didn't insult them. Like I didn't say they were a big it's, fat boo boo face. It's <laughs> listen. It, <laughs> like it's, wait a second. Wait a second. They're racist. They're, but I'm not insulting them. It's not an insult. Here, here's the thing. There's to to those claims that that people are throwing around. And granted, uh, obviously there are mean spirited people who are just jerks and are just dumb. Obviously, there always is on any side of the matter. You know, um, I've seen I've seen people who are strong, staunchly anti-Christian nationalism who do the same thing. Look, we're all fallen people. 
Like, I get it. <clears throat> but, like, when people call you Russell Moore 2.0, it's because you're employing the same tactics. You're broad brushing an entire um, category of people. Um, you're being inconsistent in your messaging. Uh, you're claiming a high road that doesn't exist because the other roads aren't low. Like, I mean, like you're, you're, you're saying it's a dangerous ideology and calling these people brothers. It, it, it's just confusing. You are doing the same thing. And that's why I said, here comes the politician because that's what politicians do. And it's yucky. And they're, they're two faced and I'm not, I'm not accusing, I'm not trying to accuse Owen of some type of purposeful du- duplicity here. It's not stuff, but but the messaging comes across as opposite in a lot of this messaging. And so that's either a like grievous, gre- egregious uh, accident, but I really don't think that it is because I feel like he's a, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it. I, I feel like he's a, he's a, a deep thinker, <laughs> you know, for instance, yeah, seriously though. I mean like, like the, the messaging is confusing and the type of messaging that he's giving off is Russell Moore-esque. I'm sorry. It just is. Right. Like that's not like, <laughs> yes, I, I guess you it's can. making it's, it's only making fun of you in the fact that calling anyone Russell Moore is uh, derogatory because Russell Moore is not a good person. Right. He's <laughs> but but you're acting like him <laughs> in, in this in this one instance. Right. And it's shocking to people because you don't normally do that. And you don't want to do that, but you're absolutely doing it here, and you're blind to it. Yeah, the the purposefulness of it is kind of what's what's so hard to to take in um, from somebody who, again, like we keep saying it, like we've we've been ministered to, ministered by to us from Owen Strand. Like we've 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 felt support from him. We've been thankful for his ministry, his writings, um, his vocal criticisms of progressive Christianity and uh, wokeness inside of the church. And so since we've been that way, this become this is so much more confusing. All the dialogue, all the uniting, all the connecting with so many different thinkers during those times when we were making these huge pushes in, in, in cultural ideas. And yet here we're going to go suddenly circle the wagons, have our own, <clears throat> have our own like noise chamber where there's just the resonance of our own voices are bouncing off on and we're not willing to have the dialogue and discussion but we're just going to keep attacking from the inside you know it's like it's so it's uncharacteristic and that's why it's so shocking you know yes and and that's that's why <clears throat> that's why we have uh, been clear about what we what we believe and, and and what we think and hopefully it's been helpful and you found it grounded in the bible and and we don't really want to have to talk about this anymore. <laughs> we want to be able to be all done now. You know who I want to talk to about this? I want yeah. to talk to Dusty Devers, but yeah, man, yeah. he's got a political race to win in Oklahoma. Well, so it's not just so not just that. His saved. father and and yes. that's happening there. So definitely True. a lot of prayers there. Prayers up for Dusty. But there's a lot there's a lot going on, and uh, this, this this conversation I'm sure will be able to be had any any time going forward. <laughs> I haven't seen it necessarily uh, stopping. So sad but that's this is the conclusion of our podcast on this uh, i do i i am hopeful that maybe we can have a different topic next time what do you think about that Jesse? maybe a different different thought different topic yeah man that would be, that'd be great <laughs> so awesome that would be great. a lot it's a busy season so uh we do have people we'd love to talk to but again coming into thanksgiving and then christmas following it's a busy my, season my for a lot of people due. jesse's about to have a baby uh prayers up for the whole uh gruber clan over there uh hannah the baby 
um, all the kids and Jesse definitely be praying for them. Prayers up for them. Definitely prayers up for them. Um, and, uh, and yeah, no, no, no super big announcements, but, uh, we're looking forward to having another podcast next week where we don't talk about Owen Strand and Christian nationalism. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And with that, dear Christian, we would like to encourage you and hope that you will indeed seize, seize the, the faith. faith.